Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I am a Dynasty Freak which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. On episode number 124, we're going to do something really fun. We're going to talk about rookie rankings because last weekend I released my very first 2021 rookie rankings. And the rankings, of course, aren't final because they'll be adjusted um, throughout the offseason as I continue to learn more about the rookie class. And then I'll finalize my rookie rankings the week after the NFL draft. And there's really many factors that are part of my evaluation process. And what I want to do on this podcast is list the factors in order, counting down from 10, the 10th most important, to one, the first most important in my process. And every analyst has their own process and values each of these 10 things differently in their evaluation process. But I wanted to give you a little insight into mine and why I do things the way that I do. You feel, feel free to do it differently in your way, but I wanted to kind of explain my process behind the rankings that are now posted. You can check out the rookie rankings uh, on the website. Number 10. So here we go. The 10th most important thing for me, 10 factors, kind of listing them in order here. Number 10 is recruiting services. So one of the things that I like to do is I like to know how college recruiting services evaluated players before committing to their college teams, and then also which college teams were recruiting them. It really helps me see if they've lived up to how college scouts rank them in the first place. So if like a five-star prospect has lived up to his hype or it's a slight boost to their rookie evaluation, or if a five-star prospect has not lived up to his hype, I'd be more willing to believe that they have the athleticism to surprise their NFL teams. Take it, for instance, if a player has a two or a three-star athlete when college teams were recruiting them but performed really well in college, I'm a little more likely to move them behind four and five-star players if they're all like in the same tier. I weigh the scouting services and let that kind of be a tiebreaker in some ways. I give a slight bump to players who are recruited by more schools and by the top-tier programs, um, even if they signed with lower-tier programs. And I think recruiting services, like I'm saying, this in order is the 10th factor in my process, so I don't weigh it too heavily. But I like to at least know where scouts, uh, what the scouts thought of them but when they were in high school and coming into college. It's a good starting point. And it is the starting point for my evaluation, a factor that really just breaks ties, something that I like to know. Nine, my ninth most important thing is character. Now, it would be higher, but the reason it's only nine is because you can't know a lot about the character. It is difficult um, to know how to do that. But you can know, for instance, if a player has been in trouble with the law or suspended at any point during their college career. If so, I dock them in my rankings. And if a player... I was a team captain or has demonstrated, you know, somehow have been a demonstrated leader on their team. They get a slight bump in my rankings. And one of the things I really try to do when speaking of this character part is during the offseason leading up to the draft, I listen to as many interviews as I can from the rookie class. I listen to get a better feel for how the player understands the game, if they love football, if they have a hard work ethic, if they're arrogant or if they're just confident, if they're a good teammate, etc. Those interviews, you know, you can't People can put the wool, pull the wool over your eyes, but listening to those interviews really helps me often uh, figure out what I believe about someone's character. Of course, the interview process at the NFL Combine is a significant part of NFL teams' evaluation. 
And while we have, don't have that kind of access to players like they do, um, I do want to learn about the players as much as I can and let that weigh into uh, the way I rank them as rookies, even if it's just a little bit. Now, eighth. Eighth factor for me is breakout age. I like to favor players who played as freshmen and prefer them even more if they were highly productive in their freshman or sophomore years. Breakout age has proven to be one of the more reliable uh, correlations for NFL success. If a player is 18 or 19 years old and is already outplaying teammates who are in their 20s who've been part of the team and in the team's strength and conditioning program for several years, it's a tangible sign that they're a great prospect. I always look at their career stats to see um, if they played well, if they got on the field, and if they played well in their first two years, freshman and sophomore. Next is uh, college competition, seventh college competition. While there's always exceptions, players that played in the Power Five conferences do fare better than players with less competitive conferences. Um, additionally, players who've become starters on powerhouse teams have outplayed other highly recruited prospects, proving that they're better than some of their team's best players. If they're playing on a, a team like Alabama, for instance, you know that they're competing with all of the best recruits. And so that's a factor. This fact really does play a factor in how I evaluate incoming rookie class. I don't totally discriminate based on college competition. It's more of a tiebreaker for me, uh, but it is more important than the other factors that I've already listed so far. Sixth, this might surprise you, but sixth for me is size and athletic testing. So how a prospect fares in the measurables in the NFL Combine, or in, of course this year we don't have it, will be the NFL Pro Days, that really is a significant factor in the evaluation process, but for me it's not among my top five. I list it here as six. Uh, size is more important to me than athletic testing because there is plenty of data to suggest that height, for instance, is essential for quarterbacks. And then a combination of height and weight factor significantly for the success rate of running backs and tight ends. Um, but there's more, there's a lot more size variance at the wide receiver positions, so size is less critical when evaluating them. As for the other measurables, strength and speed and explosion, those type of measurables are significant in the evaluation process. But I'm careful not to outweigh them since some players are good or some players are bad at testing in shorts and t-shirts. I see athletic testing as a confirmation piece when it matches what I've already seen on film. And if a player is great on film but tests poorly, I don't let it drop my evaluation of them very far. At the same time, if a player has not played well on film but actually ranks extremely high on athletic testing, um, then I'm actually willing to consider them as you know just a player, player that I might give a little bit of a bump in a similar tier if they had that extreme athleticism. So it's important to me, but I have it listed number six out of 10 factors. So let's talk now about the top five. Top uh, fifth one for me is college game film. I think watching film is one of the most effective ways to evaluate prospects, obviously, when that, whether that just means watching football on Saturdays when you're watching the, the college teams play, or maybe watching videos on YouTube uh, like I do, or re-watching entire games to scout players, something that I honestly don't have the time to do. Most dynasty managers don't have the time to watch every play of every game, so they form opinions based on watching football on Saturdays or watching highlights. Watching highlights is actually a great way to answer the question, what can this player do well? But it's less helpful in, helpful in answering the question, uh, what does this player not do well? Um, but that said, uh, you know, NFL scouts have, have often used the quote saying, where does this player win? Like, what can he do? Don't tell me what he can't do. Tell me what he can do. And just watching highlights and watching the games on Saturday, we really can get a good idea on that question. How can this player win? What can they do well? And that's what I do when I watch highlights. Um, I form my own opinion uh, based on what the player does best, and that's the, one of the most fun parts of the entire process. 
and it's important to me um, because, but because I'm not a professional scout and I don't have time to watch every play of every prospect, that's why number four on my rankings, number four in my process, is listening to professional scouts. Um, I like to use <clears throat> the six processes above to form my own opinion. So that's what I've done within the last two weeks. And now I'm about to jump into the rookie class by reading and listening to those whose full-time job it is to scout players. Um, I've created my own thoughts, but then I like to listen to professionals on podcasts or I purchase the various draft guides that, that they write. And if I read or hear something about a player that confirms where I have them ranked, I'm actually really pleased to have that confirmation. But if I read or hear something that contradicts where I have a player ranked, I go back to the other six things I've already listed and I'll go through the process again to try to reevaluate them. Um, even the professionals disagree with one another, so I like to listen to all sides of the arguments and settle on my own evaluation and ranking. But this process is actually going to continue from this week forward uh, all the way to the NFL draft with several months of listening to professionals after I've already formed my own opinion by the other six steps in the process that I mentioned. Now, the third. Third for me is college production. This is very important. College production. So apart from the, the final two factors, which I'm going to mention, college production is most important to me. And the last two that I'm going to list actually come after the NFL draft. So before the NFL draft, college production is the most important way in my evaluation process, because in my eyes, seeing is believing. And if a player's already done it, I think he can do it again at the next level. There's always surprise players who, who need different opportunities to produce in the NFL. And once they get them, they might break out. But it's far more likely that those who've already produced in college will do so again. And so in my opinion, production is the safest factor in evaluating prospects and will prove to be right more than it's proved wrong. So total yards, total touchdowns, total receptions, percentage of the team's targets and snaps, uh, when they had their breakout age, like I already said, I think that these are the most predictive stats about how a rookie, rookie will, will perform. And so I go to the statsreference.com and you look up all the players' history just to see how they perform their freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year, or if they come out early, their first three years. And so production for me is the most important factor apart from these last two that I will list because these two come after the draft. Second most important thing to me in my evaluation process uh, will not take place until after the draft because number two for me is team fit and opportunity. So once drafted, players' rankings change pretty significantly based on the teams that they were drafted by and the opportunity that they have to play immediately. So depth charts matter most because if there's, an, uh, if there's a need and a chance to play right away, rookies are far more likely to make an immediate impact. Whereas if the rookie was drafted to a team with solid veterans ahead of him, it may take some time to get on the field. And the teams make a difference because some teams have different offensive philosophies and they have different players that they have to compete against. A wide receiver that's drafted to a team with a meddling quarterback is not as good situationally as a receiver that's drafted to a team with a great quarterback. Or a running back that's drafted to a team with a run-first system is likely to fare better than a running back drafted to a pass-first system, unless, of course, they're passing a really good passing back. And then coaches you know, on the teams often prove have proven success in making certain positional players successful. So the team's coach matters to me as well, in addition to general managers, because their general managers factor in rookie success too, because there are general managers who've proven more successful at drafting great players for their systems, while others have proven less successful. And so all this is to say the teams that rookies get drafted by is a significant factor in ranking uh, the rookies. For me, it's the number two most important thing to evaluate right after the draft. And then the, the number one for me is draft capital. 
draft capital. So nothing, however, from all the things I've listed, is more important than ranking rookies as draft capital. So what round a player was picked and uh, what pick in that round they were picked, uh, that's the single most important factor in ranking rookies, in my opinion. So that's why the final rankings that I will post on this website won't come until after the draft and before a rookie draft. So players drafted early are just flatly going to get more opportunities to play and more opportunities to play even if they don't do well to start their career. Uh, it's, it's really all about the money. They have the bigger and longer contracts, so they're given more opportunities throughout the length of their rookie contract. And Jordan McNamara's book, The Analytics of Dynasty, really proves that draft capital is the most critical and final factor in evaluating the rookie process, which is why that's number one for me. I annually adjust my rankings slightly after the NFL Combine, because like I said, size and uh, measurables matter, but not so much to me. The film and the uh, the professional scouts, the college production weigh more to me. So after the combine, there might be slight changes, but it's really after the NFL draft that my rookie rankings um, now change a bit. You'll see on the website that I actually start ranking the rookies, and I include them, take away their college team that's by their name, and I include their NFL team, as well as where they were drafted, what round and what pick in that round. And those drafted in the first round, the second round, see the most significant jump in value. And in most cases, my process leads me to rank rookies pretty close to where they were ranked. Uh, that gets them pretty close. Like in most cases, I already have them ranked high enough and they actually get drafted that way. But there are teams that make a surprise and they actually pick a player that was not higher in my rankings. And when they make a first or second round draft pick for a player uh, like Antonio Gibson this last year, uh, you, you have to make an adjustment based on uh, where they were drafted. And so to me, draft capital is the most important thing. I adjust my rankings to match those of the NFL teams and the, the way that they drafted players, and that's important as well. Hope that helps you as you start to think about this rookie class. Hopefully you're already getting into it, looking at the players, watching some highlights, maybe watch college football, um, start listening to podcasts, listening to experts who do the professional full-time analysis of these uh, prospects, and form your own opinion. That's the fun part of Dynasty. That's why we're Dynasty Freaks. We follow year-round and this is one of the best parts of the year in the Dynasty year. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted and independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Contact me anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's, dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. I'd love to email with you, talk with you about this rookie class as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft and our rookie drafts. Take care, and you know what to do. Until next time, go out there. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.